The, the first thing I put here is uh, rather indifferent. Hello, we are rather mm. indifferent. Rather indifferent. <laughs> what is that from? Did Us. we make that up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, really? That sounds like a bad name. Yeah. Um, Hello, welcome. <laughs> we are rather indifferent. <laughs> <laughs> What up? Welcome to Better Coverage. Hold up. Wait a minute. I got Vegas highlights. Number one, poker. Theo made it to uh, final day of a poker tournament, so that was semi-exciting, would you call it? Yeah, I would say semi-exciting. Um, the excitement was there. Uh, the result was not still made a little bit of cash but you know you're 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 lobbying to to win the thing i think theo learned quite a bit rooming with me and one thing which he laughed at was that i started making uh, coffee and it stopped working for probably two seconds and in that two seconds i was whispered under my breath fucking piece of shit and that reminded theo <laughs> <laughs> Which can be its own rant in itself, but just the fact that when technology doesn't work in the slightest, I mean, I, I was more joking, but it just slightly enraged me, you know? Oh, it's the best. I mean, everybody does it. We've all done it. Like something super basic doesn't work and you this fucking, fucking piece of shit. <laughs> like, I, I, <laughs> if you wouldn't have laughed, I wouldn't have even like remembered that I did it. I just cracked up because I was like, I've been there so many times. Right. I wrote go for two, baby. Oh God. So Go for we two. <laughs> we don't have to get to, into the maniacs that were in the sports book because that's that's par for the course. But there was one guy, uh I actually don't think he was trying to be funny. I think it was just he was kind of lost, but he just he kept yelling things that it me and Theo couldn't figure out what he could have possibly been rooting for. He was yelling go for two when a team was what, to go up fourteen or something? I don't know, but it didn't make sense math-wise, but, right, you know, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers in the <laughs> house. That guy came, like, halfway through the game, too. He, was he, out he said that, like, seven times during the game. Yeah, he was like, you guys bet on sports much? <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. I would talk to you, but not if you're just absolutely blacked out. This is Better Coverage. I'm Top Tier Picks. My name's Matt. On the phone with me, on the computer as always, is Theo. Uh, website, bettercoverage.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, we'll go through each game, tell you where we're leaning, where our heads are at. And the goal of this is for Theo and I to align on five picks against the spread. We also have, we'll go through like our favorite picks, totals, things like that. We'll go through week 15 recap, then Theodore Theories, then Sports Jeopardy, and then do a quick, not a quick, but it's only three games, Saturday preview. Then get into the red zone rants, soon to be sponsors, and then we'll get into Sunday games. Um, yeah, so this past week you went three and two. That puts you at 38, 34, and three. Myself, I went three and two, 37, 34, and four. And then the co entry went two and three, which is 35, 35, and five. Um, so kind of, kind of uh, average week all around. There were a lot of crazy beats. Oh, yeah. Actually, two specific. One, the Falcons over under, which was wild. wild. Two 
plays got called at the end zone. One finally counted, and then the 49ers tried to pitch the ball, and the Falcons recovered with zero seconds left and returned it for a touchdown, which hit the over. And then the Eagles kind of did the same thing, and they covered against the Redskins, which was nice for Theo. He was ready to leave the sports book. Oh, that was incredible. Yeah. I said, let's not leave yet. You know, there's still a chance. And I literally said, there's no chance. Yeah. But hey. And then one of my, I would say bad, it was a good call in the first half, but the one that was frustrating was the Raiders had that minus six and a half. They were just rolling in the first half. And then they kind of just did nothing in the second half, which my argument was that it's the last game in Oakland. So they'll be up for it. What I didn't realize is like, this was the most Oakland way for it to end. Like, why didn't I consider that? So true. You know, this, this is exactly how it should have went down. And what I wrote here, what I was laughing at is, did you see Carr was having like a heart to heart with a man dressed in a gorilla outfit? Like he was talking <laughs> to the fans, like high-fiving all of them. And then they like, they keep zooming in and nobody's talking. About I'm like, he's talking to a man in a full gorilla outfit. And he's like, you can see him like shaking his head. Like, I know, man, like appreciate you. I was like, this I, I did this see looks that. weird. Yeah. I mean, you got to feel for him. Can you imagine, like, if the Bears got ripped away from Chicago from you? Like, that would suck so bad. But then do you, is Mitch going up to the guy in the full bear outfit and talking to him? Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he's probably thinking, shit, this guy's in a goddamn outfit. Like, right. we'll, we'll give this guy some love. All right. One final thing before the week 15 highlights. I was just Googling, like trying to get an update on Illinois sports gambling when it's going to become legal. And so I just Googled Illinois sports gambling. That's all I Googled. The first result is from the Chicago Times. And it just says sports betting is coming. Addiction too. Which I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm like all right, oh that's fair. God. It's fair to an extent. But then I clicked into the article and it's one of those articles that they don't have any real research. It's just like saying just very bland right. statements. Right. And one of them on here, once it gets to the, the addiction part, it's a scholars estimate and it doesn't specify who these scholars are and nowhere else in the article does it say scholars. Scholars estimate that roughly 2% of the population can be classified as problem gamblers. Few studies have looked at the particular danger of online sports betting, though some research has, researchers have drawn disturbing conclusions. So they're yeah. saying that nothing has been proven, but some scholars but draw it. going to happen. And then here is their, their one example of uh, just one story. Derry McGee of University of Bath in England, he said some had lost substantial amounts of money. One even claimed he had to turn to drug dealing to cover his losses. That's it. Like no formal studies about this. It's just, I'm all, I, you know, I'm not saying that there shouldn't be caution about it. There definitely should. It can be addicting, but you gotta, you can't just put these blanket statements out there. Yeah. I'm totally with you. All right. Week 15 highlights. Should we do it? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Cue the music. We had two quarterbacks break records this week. Lamar broke the quarterback single season rushing record against the Jets in a game that he had five touchdown passes on only 15 total completions. So that insane offense continues. And then Breeze destroyed the Colts, going 29 for 30 and breaking the all-time record for touchdown passes. Chiefs win and cover an ugly snowy game against the Broncos. Drew Locke threw an interception. Refs called that interception back. And on the next play, what did he do? He threw another one. Kelsey Mahomes dominated for the Chiefs. 
Seattle was up 30-10 to 10 in the fourth quarter and somehow do not cover. That's another one possession uh, game for them. They are now 11-3 with only a plus 24 scoring margin. Panthers are done with Kyle Allen and will be turning to Will Greer. Have you heard of Will Greer? Uh, I did as of this week. Not until this week. Packers got a cover due to three Bears turnovers, win an ugly one, 21-13. Bears could have won the game. Just pitch it to Robinson. He's wide uh, open. He'll run it in. It looks like it could happen, but it doesn't. 100%. New England wins and covers. Bengals look terrible. Nothing too notable from that game. Texans beat the Titans in a weird game, had multiple red zone turnovers, a pick, and Tannehill's winning streak is over. Texans are in first place, but we'll have a rematch of that game, possibly to decide the division in Week 17. Giants crush the Dolphins in what was possibly Eli's farewell. Saquon finally has a big game. Eagles win in cover on a fumble recovery. Haskins, what are you doing? Redskins recovering the entire game and then do what the Redskins do. Prayers to all the Skins backers. Tampa Bay beats Detroit 38-17. Winston, of course, threw a pick early in the first quarter. But uh, Godwin went down. Richard Perriman steps up and somehow Tampa Bay wins. Winston has another big game, even though he's throwing a million interceptions. Browns' miserable season continues. Cardinals drop 38 points on them. Still a team, the Cardinals, that are very hard to handicap. Chargers outgained the Vikings 345 to 344 in total offensive yards, but they lost by 29 because they had seven turnovers. Jacksonville somehow scored 14 and a fourth to beat the Raiders after only scoring six points after three quarters. This is how it should end in Oakland. And Falcons score like four times at the end of the game. One finally counted. And Dallas steamrolls the Rams. Coin toss confusion, which was discussed way too much. Oh, my God. Playing the Eagles for the division this week. And that ends your Week 15 highlights. Let's jump quickly back to that. I still don't understand, like, the coin toss thing. How whatever, is whatever. Is it just because you have to specifically say defer? Yeah, but if it, not, it, they can get they get the ball twice. In what universe would you ever do that? That's just using your power as a referee for no reason. But but that that's exactly the thing. Then take it take that rule away. Like idiotic. Like yes, they should have known. However, it's just one of those stupid things that exist for some reason that should 100% be removed and probably will be removed by kickoff next year. It all turned out fine for Dallas in the end. What do you got for, for Theodore Theories? After evaluating millions of pieces of data in the blink of an eye, the Gambletron 2000 says the winner is Cincinnati by 200 points. Uh, Theodore Theories, well... We'll just give a uh, teaser for some interesting bull trends. Um, so you can check that out on bettercoverage.com. Uh, some interesting statistics on a bunch of different favorite lines as well as overs and unders and just where you can find some potential value as you head into bull season. Mm-hmm. And then um, same matchups. Um, so we talked a little bit about this last week. Teams playing the same teams for the second time around. Um, some interesting polls that we found on overs, overs and unders this time. Uh, when game one goes over, the under hits in game two 63% of the time. Um, so certainly some value in those scenarios. So you can check that article up as well. Um, I think that that makes the most sense of anything. because Oh, totally. Those games short-term memory. Are, 
and yeah, game twos are game twos are already going to be lower scoring, but with the first game goes over, then that line is probably a little overinflated with the the public wanting to hit that over again. Yeah, exactly. Um, but if you do have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at Better Coverage, um, and we can get some insights bold and turn it into an article if there's anything interesting. All right, Sports All right. Jeopardy. You got one for me? I do not. I failed to. You failed to? Can you just come up with one question? Um, sure. Drew Brees broke the – Quarterback. What? Quarterback. <laughs> broke the uh, touchdown pass record. How many was it? Ooh, yep. 536? Um, that's a good question. 538. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what he's at now. So maybe that was an unfair question. Wow. So I think I was right. I don't know. Either way. Probably. Yeah, we'll give it to you. See, that's wow. what happens when I don't prepare for this. <laughs> you give me questions that you don't know the answer to. Right. It's hard to answer those ones. All right. Should we get into Saturday preview? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Sa- Saturday games are great, right? Oh, the best. Like, if college did, didn't exist, it would be a thing. Right. That's what I was thinking. I was like, why can't we do this? And that's obviously the reason. But Yeah. Saturday preview. First game, Texans minus three versus the Buccaneers. Total here is 50. The line opened at Buccaneers minus one. I then saw got a, that. Yeah, I got a bit steamrolled by the Sharps. Buccaneers have won four straight, but remember those games have been against the Falcons, Jaguars, Colts, and Lions. So I think it's the time to get off the bucks here, although there is still around 65% of the money on the Texans. So not necessarily a public play, but I think with Mike Evans out, no Chris Godwin, I know they won far in a row and Winston is, you know, having quite the year and quite the last four games. But I worry obviously about the Buccaneers defense and if they're going to be able to click without these, these main wide receivers. Texans also have terrible defense. That's near the they're near the bottom in the league in all passing categories, dead last on third down stops. Either way, I don't think it really matters. I see the the Texans dropping like thirty five plus on this terrible passing defense. If the Colts and Brissett dropped thirty five points on the Buccaneers, uh, imagine what Watson and Hopkins and Fuller are going to do. I like the Texans to win a shootout. Love that we're getting three, and Texans are also better on the road while the Bucks are zero and five against the spread at home this season. Texans are highly motivated. It can lock in the division with the win. I like the Texans. I like the over. I would lean towards the Texans, but like going to some of the initial uh, thoughts you put behind uh, this line moving four points, I actually don't think it's um, necessarily Sharps moving it. I think it's highly dictated by all the injury reports that came in, um, which moved this pretty quickly. And 82% of the action – is on the Texans, uh, which I think is a big part of that. Um, all that goes to say, I, I would still lean towards the Texans. Um, this probably isn't my favorite game, just given everything Jameis has done offensively, despite all the picks. Um, yeah, I, I'll probably stay away from this one, uh, unless you're going to take anything here. Uh, I mean, I, I like the Texans, but I don't think we put an arc entry. I do like the over 50-plus points scored in 11 of Bucks last 12 games. Bills plus 6.5 versus Patriots. Total here is 38.5. Rematch of week four when the Patriots won in Buffalo 16-10. to 
Reminder, the Bills almost won that game, but then Josh Allen got injured late, and uh, Matt Barkley finished the game. I put finished in quotes because he threw a pick, and they couldn't win with Matt Barkley in the game, which is not surprising. Pats can clinch, clinch the division with a win. I don't really have a read on this game. I feel like the line's exactly right, and it feels like the Patriots win this game every time, 16-10. to 10. So 6.5, maybe you're getting a little value there with the Bills. Also, the Patriots obviously have looked pretty terrible on offense this year. Um, so with a low total, that's a, that's a pretty high number. I do lean the Bills. Like the under-divisional rematch late in the season, both teams struggling on offense, playing good defense. I think both try to establish a run. That's where both defenses uh, have weak points. And uh, the Bills are 6-1-1 against the spread in their last eight games as an underdog, 7-0-1 against the spread in their last eight road games. And the past three meetings have gone under. So if just looking at stats, still lean, lean Bills and still like the under. I mean, you probably know this about me at this point. I'm just not going to go against the Patriots, um, despite their lack of offense this season, which I totally agree with. Um, there's just too much historically within this team, especially against the spread, um, that that I can't bet against um the low total certainly supports your argument but it's not one i love to get behind cool rams plus six and a half versus 49ers total here is 45 49ers won a wild one versus saints and then lose a wild one versus the falcons la had won two straight by a margin of 62 to 19 and then got rocked by the cowboys should have trust my guts on the cowboys there thought that was a, a great spot to jump on them so I kind of feel like this is a similar situation with the Rams. Probably a good spot to jump jump on the Rams. But it is a rematch of week six when the 49ers won 20-7. to In that game, Gurley was out. And the 49ers do now have a laundry list of injuries on the defensive side. But I did see right before this podcast started that Sherman is active. So I like the Rams plus six and a half initially, but that, that does sway me a little bit. He's, he's huge for that, for that defense. Defense gave up 23 versus the Falcons and 46 versus the Saints. That's the 49ers, but is this a time for them to step up? Uh, if Rams can find a way to stop Kittle, they, they have a chance. Jimmy G went to Kittle 17 of his 34 pass attempts last game. Um, I think it depends on who can establish a running game here, and uh, I, I think both will try to do that. That There was a, that low-scoring 20-7 to matchup in Week 6, so again, another game that, that I like the under. Uh, I lean Rams at plus six and a half. Uh, it, it just worries me, this 49ers team. I, I really haven't been able to to nail down uh, exactly when they're clicking. So haven't fared well when betting for them or against them. I hear you. Yeah, I, the, the first thing I put here is uh, rather indifferent. Hello, we are mm. rather, rather indifferent. Rather indifferent. <laughs> what is that from? Did Us? we make that up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really? That sounds like a bad name. Yeah. Um, Hello, welcome. We are rather indifferent. <laughs> Whenever we said that, uh, I'm, I'm still yeah, very into it. Probably like week two or something. Who knows? Yeah, sure. um, but I was like, man, I, I just can't get on either side of the equation here. I, I think if I had to, I would lean towards the 49ers. It, it is heavily backed by the public, which I don't love. It's about like 81%. I, I do think they are a far superior team than the Rams offensively as well as defensively and like them to bounce back after losing that game to the Falcons. But um, something about it doesn't feel right for me. 
All right, that's your Saturday games. Let's get into uh, some soon-to-be sponsor, what people have really been waiting for. Oh, want, me to, want me to go first? Yeah, do it. In celebration of the Bulls season, I polled a number of my friends asking them to rank their top 10 series of all time. Yes. Because it's Bulls season. So we're going to have a post on Instagram that is going to vaguely connect Bulls season with cereal. And then it's just going to tell people to go to our website to check out all of our reviews. Our website will have nothing about cereal. The Instagram post, it's just a, it's clickbait, you know? It's a bait and switch. You get some funny content about the cereal, and you go to our website and you get great content about I don't know. the we actual could, betting. We could get some Cinnamon Toast Crunch fans on the Better Coverage site. That's yeah, true. Some, or we could keywords. compare like each bowl to a cereal, but I mean, there's 40 of them. Yeah, there's depending on how, how bad it is. Yeah, exactly. like some of them could be Raisin Bran. Exactly. So what, what I want to do here with, with my Cinnamon sponsor is just Cookie Crisp because how bonkers that idea was even as like a three or four year old i remember yeah, what? like my my parents put like cookie crisp in our cart and even me at that age, i was like what like this is this is wild i need even me yeah. even as a at three years old it's like this like, is a little wait much. this is breakfast <laughs> yeah it's cookies for breakfast <laughs> yeah. that is so bold i mean oreo came out with stuff people talk about that 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 is oh, yeah. garbage that's a garbage cereal no one should should have that cookie yeah. crisp is decent it's just i can't get out of my my head that i am eating cookies for breakfast it's just something right. your day can't continue very good you can't like have a good day really after that either either way cookie crisp and then shout out to honeycomb because do you remember their mascot that guy was a crackhead yeah it's just like a bee right it was a big like furry dude that was just yelling me want honeycomb oh yeah i totally <laughs> forgot about that and like little kids would turn into him like in class the teacher would be talking and they like spin and like tasmanian devil and just turn <laughs> into this maniac like, me want honeycomb Shout out to both of those. Those are just nice. bold choices to make those cereals. Oh, totally. So mine. Um, so over the weekend, um, we were uh, scrolling through some channels and we came across one that you've seen me watching on flights before. And you asked me how many time, how many episodes of Forensic Files have you seen? Say, you, you talking about F squared right now? And I immediately said all of them. <laughs> yeah. Forensic Files is great, man. You you can watch it any day, any day, anytime. Um, there, there's literally disagree. like, oh no, why not? You you can't watch it before bed. Then you have to turn the office on or something to. You can't have you can't go into your 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 dream dreamland seeing Forensic Files. That's just asking for trouble. Yeah, that's probably true. Do you have a favorite uh, episode? Yeah, I, uh, I wish you were like episode kinda, six. I mean, that's a pretty messed up question. <laughs> season, to ask. season four. Yeah, considering it's like up. murder. I know, but like maybe a favorite solve. I I would say uh, this will be a better response. The most shocked I was when I was watching, I've I've literally been watching this for years, which is ridiculous. But I was watching it in college, and I went to Southern Illinois University. Wow. And uh, watching this episode that happened on like campus, <laughs> on campus, and I was right. like, "Oh my god!" Like I was literally like, just kind of like chilling, and I like overheard it, like Southern Illinois University, <laughs> and I was like, "What?" And then uh, basically, it's this crazy story. This girl um, 
got followed in the woods and you know what happens next. Um, But anyway, there's this huge bridge that connects um, basically all the dorm rooms that you stay in as freshmen and sophomore to the ultimate campus. And that bridge is dedicated to that person. And I saw it the next day and I was like, wow, here we are. Here we are. I'm glad I I asked you that because it it gave me some time for my brain to uh, fully come up with the something I was like, there's, there's something else I want to bring up. And it was about <laughs> the specific forensic files that was on when we were in the hotel <laughs> in Vegas. And it like, you know how it's like serious and dramatic, but oh, like yeah. we were cracking up at like how dumb this murderer was. It was like, Oh my God. So like, and the cops got a hold of his hard drive and saw that he was Googling how to murder wife. <laughs> yeah. His, his Google search was murder spouse. <laughs> yeah. That's- <laughs> It was like smothering wife. Yeah. And even like the, the show should have ended there. They were like, cops looked further into this. I was like, I think yeah. it's pretty it's like, clear. No, this no it's pretty much over. Yeah. Yeah. We, we get it. Yeah. Uh, Renzo Rant. You know what really grinds my gears? Uh, I don't know if you noticed this, um, but while we were watching some of the football games, I noticed in one of the TV screens that there was like a championship of axe throwing on. I know and that they have bars nowadays you can throw axes. So I was going to mention that as well. I'm not sure if you've done it, but I am not about the axe throwing thing. I've, I I've just done imagine it. someone's back of the head has to get sliced at some point. Well, it's not just that. Like, yeah, sure. There are those like YouTube videos of like axes bouncing backwards, basically. There are. Um, oh, yeah. It's pretty messed up. <laughs> But um, it's just not that fun, in my opinion. Okay. I, don't, I don't know. I don't understand why it's becoming this, like, big entertainment thing. I think it's like an Instagram moment thing. I think it's more about telling people you did it than the actual fun you're having there. And also, like, it seems like one of those things you'd maybe do once. Like I, I was thinking. It's not, not like a, like, I don't Saturday. foresee how these businesses <laughs> are going to be, like, sustainable you're only going to go once, I would think. Yeah. But I've never gone, so I don't I, know. I can't, I've gone I can't once really and I have zero desire to go back. All right. Well, I'll probably go once and come back with, with analysis of why they're open. It's fun for like 20 minutes. Um, my Red Zone rant, I have, th- and this involves me as well. I just don't know why it happens to us as human beings. But how our bodies freak out when you see someone in the morning, like if you're on your way to work on a commute, no matter who the person is, like you think I could run into you tomorrow morning, like walking. And like, there's this little hint of like, fuck, I don't want to see him right now. Oh, totally. It's usually in the morning at that. Oh no, I'm beyond the morning. I'm I'm fine. But I'm talking like, if I'm not fully just ready to go yet, I can't can't do it. Totally. That's like that. that, Those like McDonald's commercials, like, wait, I haven't had my coffee yet. (laughs) (laughs) Which they should go way further into than that. Yeah, they kind of do. They're like, not fucking now, Richard. (laughs) Richard. (laughs) (laughs) And then I just have uh, option teams. Just, we talked about this. Running the option and then having no backup plan if it doesn't work, watching that Army-Navy game. Oh my goodness. If the argument is, well, they can't execute it that well, if they don't focus purely on it, then, then the option's not a possibility. Right. I can't imagine another sport where 
if the game plan isn't working, you just you just keep doing it. Yeah. Can you, you like, imagine like at halftime they're like, "All right, guys, I know none of this has worked so far, right? But we're gonna keep doing it." Yeah, that'll was, that'll throw them off. I was telling Theo, we I went to the Orange Bowl, Iowa versus Georgia Tech, and that was a situation. I was just destroying them, and even watching it, I was like, "All right, this is kind of boring because I know they can't score." You need to have some uh, have a backup quarterback that can throw it more than five yards. Or do something. I don't know. Totally. Just do, a, do a trick play. Anything. Especially when you're down so much. Like, take a chance. And shout out to Navy for winning with throwing zero – their quarterback through zero passes. That – I don't – how is that not a bigger story? That is – Because it happens remarkable. a lot. Remarkable. Yeah. It's just an option team, man. Don't know what to tell you. Anything else? No. Let's, let's get in some more picks. Let's get into Sunday. Jaguars plus seven versus Falcons. Total here is 45 and a half. Falcons have been playing great as of late due to in large part by a, a defense that's been much improved. I think Matt Ryan's been doing well all season, struggled with some injuries, but the defense is really uh, what's stepped up. They cr- crushed the Panthers and beat the 49ers. They've won five of the last seven. They're not five and nine. Just insane how bad they started. Jaguars defense, on the other hand, cannot stop anyone. Before that Raiders game, they had lost the past five by an average of 27.4 points. And Minshew and Jaguars looked literally dead until that fourth quarter. And then it was one of those, not necessarily prevent defense, but the Raiders kind of just stopped pushing the ball and uh, gave, gave the Raiders a chance. I think Minshew ended up with a, a QB rating of above 100, which was kind of shocking with just oh, wow. watching the game. So, I don't know. If the Falcons can protect Ryan, I think it should be, should be a blowout. Falcons are a different team now that they're healthy. It doesn't seem like they're giving up and we'll get their best effort here. Julio Jones is on fire. I think that continues. I like them, I wrote, but 7.5 might be a little too high, but the, the lines came out at seven. So yep. I, I like it. I like it at seven. And then obviously a great tease piece if you want to tease the Falcons with one of these other games. That's uh, I, I like a few games that are minus seven. So I like teasing those teams. Yeah, I'm with you. I like the Falcons minus seven here. It's going to be an official pick for me. Um, I mean, they yeah, they've proven their offense essentially all season. Uh, the Jags have more or less looked dull the past couple weeks. Um, and as far as, like, not giving up, I, I actually turned to you on that final drive um, when the Falcons did get that touchdown and Matt Ryan was, like, so pumped up. And I turned to you and I was like, he is an animal like he he still cares a lot so there is no like throwing in the towel anything like that they're not you know mailing it in what what other phrases you got (laughs) well well you you're not good at phrases we we've talked about this i know i'm trying to keep it simple for you i got it (laughs) so you like the falcons yep cool Bengals, dolphins is is this a psycho play Oh, a hundred percent. This is the Super Bowl of lunacy games. I would say so. I actually, you know, <laughs> for just the, for everyone listening, I know some psycho out there is going to bet them. So I tried to look at, you know, which side to do. Initially, I leaned the Dolphins because of that stat I've been saying. Teams playing after playing the Patriots a three and eight against the spread. Dolphins have won two of their last three home games. 
a win for the Bengals technically hurts their chances at the number one pick. Dolphins have some life in it, in them. But I mean, like the Bengals have looked slightly better with, with Dalton. Mixon has 75 plus rushing yards and five is last six. Dolphins rushing, rushing defense is awful. So I don't know. What, what one thing I did, I guess maybe lean Dolphins minus one. I don't think either team will care. But one thing I did note is I feel like if you're at, if you're at this game, I don't consider you a football fan. Does that make sense? It does. Because that means you're not watching anything else and you're dedicating your afternoon to a Bengals Dolphins game. I mean, I, I get it. it. You could take kids or something. I don't know. There's like scenarios where I, where I guess it makes sense. But yeah, if you're like true total fanatic, probably don't want to do it. Uh, I would lean to the Bengals, but then I started thinking to myself, like, for what reason? I don't know. This is, this is just a game that I don't want to touch and I don't want to spend my Frankly, time analyzing whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. On the flip side, we got the Saints minus three versus the Titans. Total here is 15 and a half. Uh, finally, a game I believe went under last game for, for the Titans. I'll double check that. But every game that Tannehill had started was going over. But I think that last game went under. This is a definition of a buy low spot for the Titans. Last week uh, was the week to get off of them. Now maybe the time to get back on. Saints are a different team on the road. Just had literally a perfect game at home. So if there's any time to have value on the Titans, I, I think it's right now. And any time you're buying too high in the Saints, it might be right now. Titans coming off that loss. They're only getting 30% of the money. They're averaging twice as many points with Tannehill in the game. However, I, I keep calling for a Titans regression because what they've been doing to date, I just don't think it could continue. And the Saints are 10-2 and two straight up and 9-3 and against the spread in their last 12 games. So... Do you want to do you want to bet the Titans here? I, I think there's better options out there, especially at two and a half. But now it's up to up to three. So I lean I lean Titans purely because it's a it's a buy low spot. Uh, I lean to the Saints. It, it's a super square play. It's probably not uh, one of my super favorites. Square. Probably not one of superstar. It's probably <laughs> not. <laughs> it's probably not one of my uh, favorite plays on the slate, but. Um, I, I do consider them, I said it last week, Super Bowl contenders. And as far as like top two, bottom two, I talked about this a lot early in the season as well. I, I think they've uh, cemented themselves probably as the second best team in the league. Um, it's just not a team I want to bet against. Cool. Panthers plus seven versus Colts. Total here is 46. As I said in the recap, Will Greer is starting for the Panthers. Panthers. Uh, reports, according to reports, just general reports, they say he's a gunslinger. So what that means to me is he'll either have a monster game versus the Colts or throw seven interceptions. I feel like there's no in between here. Um, doesn't Will Greer sound like someone like rostered on an NFL blitz team? Yes. He he just sounds familiar. like a hundred percent. Like a but no, but like a Tampa no, Bay Bucks linebacker or something. I don't have enough info to confidently bet on this one. Panthers are a complete mess. Colts have lost six of their last seven and just kind of looked like a high school team against the Saints on Monday Night Football. If anything, I think the over is worth a look. Panthers, points allowed, have been 40 versus Falcons, 29 versus Redskins, 34 versus Saints, 29 versus Falcons, on and on, 51 versus versus 49ers. They just can't stop anyone. So if they can't stop anyone, then they got a a new quarterback who maybe is a gunslinger. 
maybe leads to some actual points, maybe leads to some turnovers, which leads to some points. Uh, but I guess if I, if I have to bet one one thing on this, I'd bet the over, but I, I have no clue on a side. Um, I don't love this game, but I lean towards the Panthers, especially um, as the line moved to seven and seven in the Super Contest. Um, I, I take the quarterback change. I think this line's probably overinflated for that reason. We used to talk about that um, in the earlier weeks as there was a bunch of quarterback changes at that time. Um, I, I don't see any reason that the Colts should be favored this much. So I'll lean that way, but not one of my favorites. It does seem high. Seven, seven seems right. like a lot. Yep. But this Panthers team, I don't, you can't trust, you can't put money to back them. Uh, Steelers minus three versus Jets. Total here is 38 and a half. I was thinking this before the Steelers game started when we were watching it Sunday night. Like I've never seen so much support for a quarterback that's just not that good. It's all about <laughs> his nickname and stuff. Like everyone in the crowd is dedicating their wardrobe to wearing duck outfits at Steelers games, which more power to you, but he just throws these like looping, looping passes. They don't, they don't seem sustainable. He throws ducks. He throws ducks, literally. Jets have the the league's number one rushing defense. So, where's the Steeler? Where are the Steelers going to find offense here? I, I'm not really sure. Steelers played Sunday night. Jets had uh, played Thursday night football, so they have a, a little extra rest. Only 26 percent of the actions on the Jets, but the line hasn't moved. Also, don't know where the Jets are going to find offense though. Steelers are ranked number three in rushing defense, so you have to trust Sam Darnold. I wrote Le'Veon Bell revenge game initially, but then the more I thought about it, it's like it could be a revenge game for the Steelers too. It could be a whole oh, you know, yeah. eleven-on-one situation where the Steelers are like, "Fuck oh, this totally. guy!" Hundred um, percent. So whenever you think revenge game, it, it goes both ways for the most part, unless it's like a coach against the players. But this is, I think, the Steelers are probably just really wanting to play against him. Yeah, there's something more personal there too. There's there's gonna be some antics in that for sure. Uh, but I totally agree with you. I, I'm going to take the Jets here. Um, I don't love the Steelers in this spot. I think um, we're going to start to see things fall off for them. We've we've backed the Jets quite a bit, and for the most part, it's fared decently well. Um, and a lot of that is just dependent on their defense. And I, I, I think the total kind of indicates that being at 38.5 um, that essentially supports that case. So I'll take the Jets here. Yeah, I mean, I like the Jets. I can't. You can't trust the Steelers team to cover three on the road here. Also, like the under, it's hitting six straight Steelers games. Thirteen of the last sixteen games between these two teams has hit the under. I'm aligned on on going with the Jets. Cool. Giants plus two and a half versus Redskins. Psycho play. Uh, yeah, I wrote. Uh, this game wants to be the conference championship of lunacy. The so the other one was the Super Bowl of lunacy. But I'm going to be a loony. Oh, God. So let me try to figure <laughs> out who you're betting on. It's unclear if Daniel Jones or Eli will play, right? Is that for sure? Or do we know it's Eli's playing? clear, but I would be shocked if Eli didn't play. Okay. But Skins did lose this, this game 24-3 in week four. Giants snapped a nine-game losing streak. And Washington just gave it their all versus the Eagles. I will say that like neither of these teams seem like a three and eleven team. I lean the Redskins. I feel like that's who you're gonna go with because you just got the Giants' best effort, and you're kind of getting value below three here with with two teams that 
have kind of been garbage. Um, and the Redskins have, have looked decent in the past past three or four games. That is basically everything I was going to say, in addition to basically the Redskins having a better defense. Yeah. Um, so I think a mix of all of those things just provides a little bit of value on the Redskins. I was not going to do it if it was three or more, but being at uh, minus 2.5 um, gives me enough to take it. I have Redskins written down but crossed off meaning at one point I like them and then and you're like, at one point a crazy yeah, game at what point I just I just crossed it off that's what I did jump in the loony bin that's right let's get in this whole world's full of loonies we should have a big loony bin anyway it's in vegas you're not wrong <laughs> the place is insane oh loonies for days ravens minus 10 versus browns total here's 48 the Browns' dreadful season continues. Uh, whoever chose Baker Mayfield to be in the progressive to be the progressive spokesman, I think should should have consequences. Oh man, that's a bad call. Yeah, they definitely overpaid for that one. Yeah, and they have like what seems fifty to sixty different versions lined up, and they are trying to get them all out of there. The thing is, they're they're pretty funny. I'd give them that. <laughs> they are pretty good. I'll give them that. They're they're very relatable. But all I can think of is. Did you remember the brand? Progressive. Well, there you go. Yeah, for it sure. Worked. Remember it. It did work. But there is that commercial that we talked about with the snowballs and the kids are, <laughs> it's set to like a war, war action scene. It's in slow motion. They're just like in a big snowball fight. And you mentioned it. I've probably seen that commercial 20 times and I had no idea what it was for until you were like, do you know what that was for? I was like, nope. Any do you remember there? Yeah, do you remember what it is now? The Apple, yeah, and AT and T or one yeah. or the other. But I know it's for Apple for sure. Yeah, it's very like captivating. But then you're like, "What the hell is this?" And then it it's literally like, the branding's at the end. It's of about cameras. And you're right. like, "What?" <laughs> like, yeah, literally didn't get, see a single camera. But I okay. actually haven't thought about yet, like what they're what they're saying that it was captured on a phone. That doesn't saying, really matter. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Ravens are riding high. They've won 10 straight and can clinch home field advantage. In the playoffs with a win here, they're now facing one of the league's worst rushing defense defenses in the Browns. In theory, the Ravens should have a field day here. I think the Ravens are kind of like the Patriots of old, where it doesn't matter if it's a trap game, if they're a large favorite, they still cover in these spots. But they did lose 40-25 to 25 in week four. We talked about those stats of – Revent or rematches in divisional matchups. The other way to think about it is that it's a revenge game for Lamar. Browns have completely given up. They only had 130 passing yards against the league's worst passing defense. And now they face the Ravens. And just looking at stats, Browns are two and thir- two, 13 and one against the spread in their last 16 games. First teams with the winning record and two and seven against the spread in their last nine games as double digit dogs. I know it's a square play, but in my head, I just see, you know, paper bags on people's heads, trash thrown on the field. People are chanting fire kitchens. You're definitely not getting any value here with the number, but I would lean Ravens. I'm totally with you. Uh, I'll, I'll take the Ravens all day in this situation. The, the wheels have completely fallen off for the Browns, um, and it's about to get worse. Uh, they could for sure be down a lot early and this just quickly turn into chaos. 
<laughs> like seriously, off. like you could, is on fire. Like, it, it would not surprise me if like Odell like just walked Fight. into the locker room, just mm. like I'm good on this squad. <laughs> right. <laughs> like I'm finished here. So we like Ravens, even though it's a square play. Yep. Cool. Raiders plus seven versus Chargers. Total here is 45 and a half. The line jumped briefly to seven and a half, which worried me. Now, now it's down to seven. Both had awful games last week. I think the Chargers was more of an anomaly than the Raiders. The Chargers just had seven turnovers. Not saying they're not susceptible to do that again, but they did outgain Minnesota in total yards where the Raiders, I think it's just a sign of the times. I don't think this team is any good. Chargers are much healthier than they were at the beginning of the season, specifically on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Rivers is a maniac, as we talked about. I think he'll still play this game like it's a championship. He has nine kids to feed, you know. He's got to go out there right. and got to perform. And these two teams hate each other. So Rivers will be pissed off. Raiders are allowing the most passing yards per game. I think Chargers have a nice comeback here. I like the Chargers. I like this is the game I like to to tease with the Falcons. Get that Chargers Falcons money line. Uh, not even a tease, just money line parlay there, or tease it down. I think the odds will probably be similar. But I like the Chargers. I really don't have a read on this game either way. I think both of these teams have just been super inconsistent, and for that reason, I'm just going to stay away from it. Lions plus seven versus Broncos. Total here is 38. I really like the Broncos, but I don't want to keep betting on the Broncos. Not necessarily. I don't want to. Um, I'm just not sure the Broncos are a team you want to back to cover seven points. But Detroit's passing defense is ranked 30th in the league. Now you're asking a rookie quarterback, David Blau, to keep it up. Blah, blah. To keep up with Denver, a place that young quarterbacks have historically struggled. Uh, Denver's defense has allowed the 10th fewest passing yards per game. I'm not sure how much you can take away from the last game with, with Drew Locke. I think those terrible conditions against uh, the Chiefs. And this could be a time for him to click. But it, I don't know. Minus seven is a lot with a 38 total. I lean the Broncos. I would have liked to see six and a half. Uh, we got seven now. And, but it is, I think there were some whispers that Stafford might play. That's not happening. Blau, Blau's, in a, Blau's in for the rest of the season pending injury. Yep. I was ecstatic that it moved to seven because I'm going to take the Lions here. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm I'm bouncing off the Broncos train. He's uh, bouncing off the Broncos train. Whoa. <laughs> I understood that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but basically for the one reason that you stated, it's a low total, way too many points in this situation. Um, but I'm willing to take it. Altitude doesn't scare you? Nah, bring it. Bring it. Bring the tooth, baby. Yeah, okay. They, they've been practicing with headgear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> are, you, are you on this next game? Uh, Cowboys-Eagles? Yeah. I'm not. Okay. Damn. I was looking at it. I was like, I feel like this is one game we're going to be aligned on. Anyway, Cowboys minus two and a half versus Eagles. Total here is 46.5. How things have changed. Before last week, this this line was at Eagles minus four. That was like what the look ahead line was. Now we got the Cowboys at plus three. Eagles look shitty against the Redskins. The Cowboys finally show up against the Rams. You are buying a bit high here, obviously, with that that line movement. 
but I do think the Cowboys could be a scary team if they just fix some some stupid mistakes, uh, some coaching decisions, which hopefully that that continues down the line. Eagles team is down to practice squad receivers. Like I said last week, they barely escaped an overtime against the Giants and then barely beat the Redskins. And remember that the Cowboys absolutely destroyed the Eagles on Sunday night football. That was in week seven. And they've beaten them yeah. four straight times. Eagles are tied with the Dolphins and Bengals for most passing yards of 20-plus yards allowed. And that's one of Dallas's biggest strengths. Those big plays are second in the NFL in 20-plus uh, passing plays. 20 plus yard passing plays. So I like, I like Cowboys at three or anything left less. I, I love that. We're getting minus 2.5. Also like the under beyond those, those four straight games. If you want to keep going, Dallas has gone six and one against the spread and straight up in their last seven games in Philadelphia. And the Eagles are four and 11 against the spread in the last 15 in their last 15 as home armed dogs. Uh, divisional rematch like the under last five games for Philly has averaged 33.2 points so give me the Cowboys give me the under yeah I definitely don't hate that I, I can't argue any of that I, I like the Cowboys in this situation as well it's just um, not in my top five but right outside of it um, would agree with you Cardinals plus nine and a half for Seahawks total here is 50.5 this one I oh. I'm a little split on this. Really want to want to. I really want to take the Cardinals plus nine and a half of the Seahawks. Eleven wins, ten have come by a single possession. They only have a plus twenty-four point margin with their eleven wins, and the Cardinals are eleven three and one against the spread in their last fifteen divisional road games. Seattle has dealing with a ton of injuries. Ziggy Ansah, Jadavian Clowney, Bobby Wagner may not be fully healthy. It is also a letdown spot for the 49ers with the 49ers on deck. I'm just not sure if I want to trust Murray and, and Cliff Kingsbury in this game. And reminder that Seattle won 27-10 in week four, and the Cardinals can't stop the run. So this could be a massive game for Chris Carson. Um, then again, Seattle struggle, struggled on defense across the board, and Kenyon Drake for the Cardinals has it going. So I lean the Cardinals. If, if you like them, I, I, I could put them in. I'm more like the over. Again, I, I talked about any games that I, I like the opposing teams versus Seahawks later in the season. I think I'm I'm going to go with the over because to me that means the Cardinals can get some points and then Seattle can catch up. Yeah, I lean to the Cardinals. I don't love it. Um, it just seems like an unnecessary risk in my opinion, and there's probably like eight other games that I would prefer above it. Eight specifically? Uh, give or take, round up. All right, is this one of them, Chiefs-Bears? It is not. <laughs> it could <laughs> uh, be. Yeah, it's unclear how motivated the Bears will be after getting knocked out of playoff contention. I was shocked this line came out at six or at five. It's up to six and a half now. Bears, again, didn't cover last week. They continue to have the worst against the spread record in the NFL, now 3-10-1 against the spread. And the Chiefs score more points on the road versus at home. I, I really – don't see a reason not to take the Chiefs here. Their defense is getting healthier. Bears have some some massive injuries on defense, and the Chiefs' weakness on defense is uh, against the run, and the Bears can't run the ball. So, I don't know. Mahomes finally looking more like himself. Uh, I, I feel like this is going to be a blowout. Yeah, I think the only reason it's not higher is probably just because it's a home game for the Bears. Um, I can't argue – that there's not a reason not to take them. 
the Chiefs. Yeah, I did. I'll have to look. I think the Bears against the spread record as home underdogs is very high, covering yeah. at like a seventy percent rate over the last ten or fifteen or something. Well, yeah, but they're just a completely different team this year. Right, for sure. Well, final game, one line. Who this one? I was shocked it was at four, and I was at five and a half. Packers plus five and a half versus Vikings. Total here is 45 and a half. Rematch of week two, which the Packers won 21 to 16. I just think this line seems a little trappy. It seems like if it's not at three for the Packers, then Vegas is kind of begging you to take the Packers here. Um, Dalvin Cook may not be fully healthy, though. It is Monday Night Football where historically you would want to take Rodgers in this situation over Kirk Cousins. But, uh, Packers are five and one against the spread in their last six games as road underdogs, but then again, the Vikings are eleven and four against the spread in their last fifteen games as a favorite. So, I lean Packers because of that Rodgers versus Cousins situation, but it does seem like Cousins has has turned a corner of sorts. I, I love the under here. Under is hitting eight of the last ten meetings, divisional rematch, and uh, under unders are twenty eight and fourteen in night games this season. I, we talked about that before. It's just the line is is a bit overinflated with everyone betting usually the over in these Thursday, Sunday, and Monday night games. I like the Vikings in this one. I actually originally had it in my top five and scratched it out just because at the end of the day, it seemed a little risky in comparison to everything else. Um, the Vikings have fared well in December, which I don't know. Uh, obviously the Packers have as well. So, it's not to say one or the other in this situation, but um, the Packers have seemingly won very many games barely. And that at, at the end of the day is just a bit of a concern where the Vikings, yes, they've won games, lost games, but they've also won games with, with an exclamation, I suppose. Uh, like yeah. pretty handedly on multiple occasions. So I think as long as their offense gets going, um, they're going to take care of this one. So they are or not official pick for you? Uh, they're not, but they were literally a cross off. Cool. All right. Well, that does it. What, uh, what are we lined on here? The Falcons, Jets? Falcons, Jets, and I believe you were with the Redskins. I was not. You weren't? No. I think you're on the Ravens too. Yeah, I could I could back the Ravens. Let's put the Ravens in there. So Falcons, Jets, Ravens, and then we can yep. each pick one. You're just baiting me into taking the Redskins. All right. No, I'm not. You can do whatever you want. Okay, I'll take the Redskins. Redskins. <laughs> I'm gonna put in Cowboys. I like it. All right. So we're going with Falcons minus seven, Jets plus three, Ravens minus 10, Redskins minus two and a half, and Cowboys minus two and a half. Get ready for Saturday. Got Sweet. Saturday football. Looks good. Saturday. That's the best. That is the best. All right. Any parting words? Uh, no, I don't think so. All right. Let's do it. All right. Later. Later.